Hello and good evening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Any Sportscast with Ricky and Larry. Rick, how you doing, my man? Um, we've had some football. We've had a couple of uh, days of football in the last couple, in the last week. Nothing uh, too exciting, really. You know, some apart nah. from some incidents. But you know, how you apart doing? First Jose of all, being Jose. No, I'm yeah, good, man. Of course, no, I'm <laughs> decent. I'm decent. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's been nice to kind of just chill no stress team not playing not worried whether we're going to perform bad or good or bang average or even below average so yeah it's been decent it's been honestly it's been good i am looking forward to the new season though but i don't know why i've got so much optimism and confidence because if the last season's to go or anything by that's true that's that's true but that's you, you're always good. you always have to go into a season with some sort of confidence and then lose the first three games of the season and and then, and then it becomes a nightmare so you know it's um yeah you're right obviously there's no heartaches apart from the only thing that's giving me heartache right now is watching ferrari in any f1 race it doesn't matter where say, is that how you feel we will, like we were gonna we'll touch into that I'm yeah definitely gonna have to touch onto that because i've got some more venting to do about ferrari brand new season same old bullshit with ferrari but um and yeah, yeah it's it it's um without the teams playing it's you know it, it's different isn't it because we don't really do much when you think about it. You know, this, I don't know when when you think of life or throughout yeah, the year, you you, you mm. always judge your time throughout the season, you know. And that's then it, between sort it. of June and August, you think, what is this? What yeah, is this what time? Now, what do we do? Especially with the World Cup being in uh, Winter World Cup, there's yeah. literally nothing to kind of tell you to look forward to in, in the sporting thing. But you know what? We're not saddles. Mm. Maybe yeah, we are a little bit. We are a little bit. We've, we got, we've got other interests as well. We've got other interests as well. But yeah, now to be fair, mate, I'll be honest with you. Like I've been, I've been sweet. I've been sweet. Footy not been on. It's been a bit of a kind of one of those, like you just mentioned on the weekend. What do you do with it? What do you look forward to at three o'clock or your lunchtime kickoff? Because you got used to that routine. Now he's yeah. trying to yeah. get to a different routine. Because before what we were watching uh, lunchtime kickoff, keeping up with the score by three o'clock. Evening yeah, watching it on other channels, not Sky. Uh, yeah, watching it somewhere else that's not allowed <laughs> to be broadcast in the UK, but somewhere else. So, yeah. and I've been good, man. I've been good uh, in the. So yeah, but I've made to kind of fill that football void. I started watching Ted Lasso. I put on the group chat as well. Very good, very Ted good. Lasso. So yeah, highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. I haven't, uh, I haven't started watching that yet, but it is definitely on my list to watch because it's everything that I'm, I'm looking forward. To. You know, so everything that I look oh, forward to in, in a TV so show. Isn't it? You got football. You've got a great. Uh, you've got a great. Uh, what's it called? Actor as Ted yeah. Lasso. You know, it's 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 all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm I look forward to start watching that. To be fair, but it's three seasons in right now. I think season three is. Just I been think that's it. I think released, that's season yeah. three. That's it. I don't think they're going to do a season four. Uh, I mean, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, if, yeah, obviously, I haven't watched it, so I can't. Sure, kept it sweet. To be fair, it was quite good because I think it's one of those. If it goes for any longer, you think like hmm, maybe we should have left it at three. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't get know where they're going to go from there. Yeah, once you once win you all the cups, it, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> once you watch it, you'll realize to be like, actually, yeah. Do you know what? Like, yeah, that's they've left okay, it. Like okay, that's so, pretty. Yeah. To be fair, that that's pretty. That's pretty good because you know it's sort of you know it's not maybe not as I would expect it. You know, they win all the trophies yeah. and then that's yeah. the end of that. Maybe there's going to be some heartaches, but anyway, that's going to be a conversation for another for another time. Um, once yeah, I start yeah, watching that, because definitely. it sounds pretty good to be fair. But uh, you know, we did have like I said, we did have a couple of days of football. We had the, the start off with real quick, just you know have a chat about the uh the europa league and um just the seville cup europa yeah, league but seville cup yeah that's right you, you, that, that's pretty much how what it should be classed as right really the seville trophy but but, again. i think 
I think with you know there was a lot of controversy after the game and from what I saw and from what I understand you know in terms of the ref I don't really see that he did much wrong to be honest with you like I mean what was there any no I, I, I don't think bit, there was any crazy calls was there? no I, I watched a bit of it not all of it but it all again comes down to I think the penalty shout out that Mourinho's been going crazy for the handball mm. you look at the other game that happened on the weekend the FA Cup final and you've yes. seen some of them given you know what I mean where the arm is the like the arm is in a natural position where the players with the arms effectively like a star not so much a star because that would be shoulder height but you know what I mean kind of a way from the midline of their body yeah. and slightly outwards and uh, and then because yeah you saw what got given on the weekend and you think right it's all about the consistency because if they was consistent with all of them then nobody would have a problem with it but you've seen them get given against your team and then you're like why are we not getting this I can understand yeah. why Mourinho did that but yeah overall he didn't do the ref didn't do anything wrong I think it was a typical Mourinho team performance score early and then look to waste time as much as you can go we down we didn't expect anything else by the way look for really? every call yeah nothing else and it's mm. sad it's sad because it's a final you expect but against that's what Mourinho does. Doesn't That's what Mourinho really does, and he wins. Win and yeah, at the end of the day, he, he wins trophies, isn't it? Yeah, he, he he sort of he subscribed to the Vin Diesel way of thinking. <laughs> winning's winning, so he does it that way. And yeah, so for, like I said, you know, there wasn't much wrong, but even even let's say even if there was, you know, he made a bad call, whatever it is, is that really reason enough for fans to start attacking him and his family at the airport? Is that reason enough for a manager who? Who has had a great career? Let's say you can't deny that he's had a great career. You know, with with numerous teams, he's won trophies. You know, is that enough for him to sort of stoop to that level and you know meet the guy out in the? You know, this is this is what we used to do yeah. when we were kids. You know, know, meet me outside. You know, Catch me, me outside. Three, yeah, me and you three o'clock outside of the school gates. All that type of stuff. No, That's it's, what it, it's, it's, uh, it felt like. It's ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. Like when I saw him screaming, saying it's a flipping disgrace obviously he used more colourful language than that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. me if, typical Mourinho if he doesn't go his way throw his uh, dummy out so yeah he, did, he, he totally spat that out didn't he yeah and I think he did that more to kind of like get the attention away from the team and the fact that the team lost it's very he's a tactician Mourinho on and off the field it's very much the let's make the headlines about me rather than how Roma lost the final or how I lost the final more to Mourinho's behaviour Mourinho did this yeah. and he knew what he was doing because by him doing that it kind of makes the fans feel that it's okay for them to then continue to do a similar bit type of behaviour which you know is bound to happen at the airport they travelled to where was it Prague or somewhere like Budapest yeah. or something yeah. like that like in Eastern Europe Budapest, they all had to travel yeah, back home it's all more or less going to be at the same airport. There yeah, so are no real the surprises that it's going yeah. to happen there, isn't it? It's really? going to but kick off, yeah. And I think I blame Mourinho for that. But like <laughs> you mentioned, death threats. Oh, now, come on, mate. No. No, come it's on, a football it's a game, game but football. the yeah. Italians, Italians are really, you know, hot-blooded like that when it comes to football. To they take it. The, the thing is, they take it too personally, as if the yeah. team's going to pay them. You know, we don't get paid from these guys. Can we just keep? This is why sometimes, you know, we 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 like to joke about the teams and stuff like that. But we could never get that deep about a referee's decision yeah. or about a manager's decision to not put a player on. Or, the Italians need know. to start opening their palm out. Like, stop bringing your fingers and thumbs together, lads. Keep your palms out exactly, and right. just enjoy your day. Yeah. Go and have your espresso. 
and you just got to you got go to about, go, go about your Ferrari, go join Ferrari in any coffee shops because I'm sure that's where you'll find them. Maybe that's why this. Maybe that's why they're so angry and salty. It's like they're not winning nothing shit. Nothing is going for any part of their sport. <laughs> yeah, they're like literally not winning anything. <laughs> shite out footy, shite out fucking F1. All absolutely rugby, but I'm sure they're not doing great at rugby or anything else like that. So yeah, nothing, nothing. So and they're about to get spanked in the Champions League as well. So you know, this yeah, literally. I really hope they do. I really hope they do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what no, you mean. I do. I just want to see. I want Guardiola to win it. I want those City players to win the Champions League. It's not even so much like City for the team. I want just those individuals. Kevin De Bruyne deserves the Champions League. Yeah, he does. Gundogan deserves the Champions League. Haaland will Harland, deserve a Champions League, but Harland will win he's got many, plenty of time. Yeah. yeah, he's got plenty of time. But like I mean, those kind of players deserve a Champions League, and you know what I mean. I think I, I get tired as well, and I've been one of those people for Guardiola. Like I've always said, like ah, oh, he needs to prove it because yeah, he won it with Messi and so on and so forth. But reality, what you see, what he does, I know. But I don't want to take that away. That just that saying of like, yeah, but has he won the Champions League with anyone else but Messi? <laughs> no, that's if it. he wins, you can't use that anymore. No, and I, I was one of those. No, yeah. I don't. No, I'm tired of using it. I was one of those using it. I still want to use it. I still want to no, use it a little bit. A little bit. It was against but, Chelsea. Obviously, a different story. But yeah. for, for me, it's obviously you know that they beat us to the title. Fair enough. And mm. I hate the fact that. Man United still can claim the legacy of winning the treble, and I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Anything to do with Man United, I just hate that. I don't want. I don't care about them. Don't care about the fans, the owners, the players. Just yeah, I don't care about the legacy. I it's couldn't give a flying toss about the legacy. Kind of ruin it for you, don't you think? Like you kind of like ruin your feelings towards the team. So like the fans ru- ruining the legacy of oh we won the treble, we won the treble. Like continuously talking yeah, about just, it all the time, right? <sighs> Yes, and you don't do this for my next point. You don't do this, but I've got some Arsenal fans at work, and all they keep going on about is that unbeaten run, that unbeaten season, the invincibles. Yeah, but we're invincible. Twenty years ago, mate. Twenty years ago, mate. See, exactly. Two decades. Exactly. It means like what are you talking about? It's two <laughs> decades. Look, why another it, thing. I want another team now to not be to go through the season and be. I don't care who it is. As long yeah, as just someone has to do it. Yeah. People up, and I'm just tired of hearing. Bro, it. you could you could always just be like, yeah, but Preston North End did it before us, so. <laughs> I know, but something more in the recent history. Because <laughs> they'll be like, the only well, time, well, the only time I will pull that out is if someone brings up the past. Like this season, yeah. Chelsea have been shit, right? Yeah. If someone goes, yeah, but we won two Champions Leagues. All right, sound, but we went invincible. We got a gold trophy. Yeah, exactly. What's your point? No, so, but I mean, like, no, no, because I am that person who brings up two Champions Leagues. Up. You do. You do I bring mean, it up. My, my argument with that is something like, talk about something, I don't know, last five to ten years, but like when you're going back to two decades when you were like a little and the guys that I work with, bro, like they're probably 23. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were yeah, probably I mean, born in the year of the Invincible. There was literally you know a two-year-old, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two-year-old, yeah, something along those lines. You think like, come on, mate. Like if you if you had witnessed that season and you saw how wonderful Henri was, because was it the season where he took the ball from his own half and then went all the way across? It, it, Against Tottenham, against Tottenham, yeah. Against Spurs, yeah. Against and the Spurs, back heel yeah. that he did, I think, against Charlton. No, no, sorry, no. I think no that that move, he, I think he pulled that off the season beforehand. Or was it season before? Yeah, season beforehand. Yeah. He you see what off. I mean? We're talking about it. We've witnessed it. We saw it. Yeah. We saw how great it was. But if I was born a year after, no, no, two no, years no, before, like, 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 do you know what I mean? Like, we talking. About, that's what I'm talking about. Whereas, like, yeah. So you and I can talk about it, but some Arsenal fans is like, yeah. Same with Liverpool fans as well. It's just like all oh, they going back is like how amazing they were like in the 80s and. Yeah. 70s and I think no I get that lads that's your history but like talk about yeah, it, obviously I can't I can't talk about Arsenal's 89 winning season because 
<laughs> shit, it was two years before I was born. Do you know what I mean? Like I can, I hear about it. Obviously, I like to to learn about it and watch some highlights and stuff yeah. like that. But I can't be like, oh yeah, but in '89 we did this. Like, no, we we didn't because I wasn't born. So <laughs> democracy wasn't even part of where we were born yet. So you know, we had a lot of problems. No, right? Yeah, democracy. Never mind. Time to watch yeah, Arsenal. Exactly. We had. We didn't even know what Arsenal was at the time. All right. Let's just let's just be honest with ourselves. So I can't use that. But no, you, you're right, and it, that that's why that's why I say to you, you know, fans have to keep it realistic and they have to keep it unbiased as possible. Like I said, we we watch matches, we get pissed off with like with certain decisions, players they're not playing well, whatever. But that's where it ends. You know, we talk about that's it yeah. here, or we talk about it at the pub, you know, that type of stuff, and then that's where it ends. And then we move on. Can to I the just next say game. something for the fans: if you don't have a place where to talk about it, listen to any sports class because we talk this about it a place. lot. So yeah, this is yeah, this, this is, is therapy this, for you guys. Yeah, this is one hundred percent the place for you to be at and uh, and have a chat about this type of situation. If you ever get frustrated, like, you know, you're at home, you're sat watching with your wife and like, oh, who do I talk to? Get on any sportscast. That's what we, on our Twitter, you can send in as many questions as you want. We'll have a debate, like a virtual debate. But, uh, no, so yeah, going back to the, to the Roma game. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't see much wrong with Anthony Taylor to the point where obviously he got, you know, he got that sort of abuse and yes, Mourinho was the total instigator there and something, I think something should be done. I don't know how you feel about that. Like, do you think maybe the league should step in? What happened with Klopp? Klopp made a comment about the referee and, uh, automatically, I think he got like a touch slime ban for two games or something. Two games, yeah. Two games. Or they drew against Villa the game that he was banned similar for Mourinho like if not more than that like he can't go out that's too and, far isn't it yeah, it's too far it's school ground stuff like oh, I'm going to catch you after science I'm going to yeah. catch you after maths yeah, yeah. meet me yeah. behind the maths building yeah. what <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what it's like after reg- PM registration yeah, so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, lunchtime mate yeah, yeah lunchtime like, don't have your lunch buses or something like we talk <laughs> it was ridiculous and I think like you said he was the instigator that the scene uh, or the scenes plural what happened at the at the airport and that's not fair like not while he's walking with his wife and no no, no no it's, no, it's no. uncalled it's, for it's too much it's isn't it for. no so, it's yeah. too much for sure the for game sure. was boring though bro like the game was I um, watched bits of it and yeah, I knew it, it was going to be one of those games where you knew what it was going to be so a Mourinho counter attacking team what <laughs> Mourinho with the word attack in it no yeah um, it's, right, it's, no it's weird isn't it it's weird it's weird to say it Tammy no, get it, injured though by the way very quickly did Tammy Abraham get injured on that game because we were talking about sure. did his ACL oh that's not good yeah so speedy Tammy they were talking about possibly him wanting to come to some teams in the Prem again transfer rumour flowing by yeah of course and, uh, many rumours going about on about him yeah. going or coming to the Prem sorry but they mentioned uh, possible ACL injury so that kind of puts out any prospect any any signs of him coming to the yeah. Prem at all because who's going to invest in somebody who's done their ACL you know no, absolutely not absolutely not like it doesn't matter how far, like you know they could be the strongest willed person but it's just that time to you just never know as well yeah, yeah exactly because it's just that time that you think we'll find exactly exactly no um you're right but um obviously the, the game that I really wanted to discuss is the the FA Cup final and the first question I'm going to ask you is, obviously, is was it a penalty in in your in your in your wise and your wise, experience? Yeah. Like, what uh, do, do you think I that was a penalty? Appreciate that. I appreciate the compliment. No, no, I, I, it was one of those for me. Even if it went to get like, sorry, if it was my team, I'd be like, no, come on, you can't claim that. Like, it's impossible. And now I've seen it in slow mo 
Mm-hmm. And I've seen him like this looks like as if his hands are going up slightly as he's come down trying to he can't. The guy's no, like the no, balls no. behind him. He's just turned around. Like nobody turns around like a flipping plank of wood rotating on the point. Or like a Ross thing. Pivot. Pivot. Yeah, pivot. yeah you can't. You no, know, you yeah. don't do that. Like you just jump and you turn. You just and now for me it wasn't a penalty, but I felt because City scored so early and the letter of the law says hands in an unnatural position, but like when is you, what you got to do is you got to break it down. When is the hand in an unnatural? So if the player is jumping, how do you expect him to jump? Is he just doing a vertical jump with his hands by his yeah, side? That like should be well, if, if if that's the case, that should be stated in the rules. You that's cannot jump with your arms up. You yeah. can't jump with your arms up. Like that's your arms. But then again, it becomes a then your hands are in an unnatural position because when you, jump, yeah, you, know, you yeah. jump with your arms up in the air, of course, yeah, leverage and get so much momentum to jump higher. So you would argue that that's a natural position for the arms if yeah. you are in the air. If you're on the floor, by all means, you can't have your arms out as I'm doing for you on the camera yeah. here. You know, that's, the basketball, that's the basketball that's defensive basketball. move, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, good old Mr. Atkinson. Hey, hey, don't, don't. <laughs> I'll be thinking about that sometimes, you know, I think about that sometimes and like how we actually... Rowan? Gavin, it was Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. Rowan Atkinson is Rowan Mr. Bean. <laughs> is Mr. Bean. Yeah. But no, um, <laughs> shout out to Mr. Atkinson if you ever, ever hear this, by the way, random as hell hey. with two hey. students from year six, all right? you know what we're talking about we were the guys that revolutionized basketball in in that particular part of town school yeah not even joking that's not even a joke no i don't even think it's town you know i think it was the whole county County. absolutely i remember playing smash that and we went to one of the university and the men's professional team said like wait you've got them playing zone defense and he was like yeah they love playing zone defense and then hitting the team and they were like what mate? Yeah, we were too incredible. sick. Bro. It we was were incredible. too sick, bro. We won so. Yeah. Like, do you know what? We actually won two, but because it was your last year when they put it up, didn't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then it was my like I had one year. I was one year low, uh, below you, and so for them two years when they set it up and everything, we actually won quite a few trophies. To be fair. Do you know what I mean? Like against other teams. Like, it, don't get me wrong. Other teams were like non-existent. No, they didn't. Turn, they weren't organized at the level. Nah, 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 nah. We arranged for our old uh, year sixes. So, like, what would have been the year sevens in the year that I was there? Yeah. And they turned up thinking they were like the boyos, like turning up into theirs, like full shorts. There we were with our pea kits and plimsolls. Yeah. Because like, you know what I mean? And then Beautiful we were playing days. in that hall. Do you remember the hall? I do remember Those the hall. The basketball yeah. things went out, yeah. So we played yeah, at the yeah, hall yeah. with the netball nets out. Oh, it was God, like, yeah. I remember we smacked because we played with the netball net. So every time we had to shoot, there was no backboard. There was no backboard. We had to aim straight for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but nothing but net. Swish. Real quick, by the way, that's all my shooting certificates that I've still got. I've still got from that school yeah they are, i remember those because i remember shooting in like on netball nets i remember that like, yeah i closed yeah. my eyes i rem- like going up for the shot yeah. it was netball nets that's what it was and a climbing yeah. frame one side and the toilet door the other side yes yeah <laughs> yeah 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 hey look that was that was some beautiful <laughs> stuff man but real quick though but when they put that car in i couldn't believe they actually oh, put that full car in by the way yeah. That yeah. was incredible. Absolutely. He fought incredible. for that, you know, obviously. He, did. You he, did. he really wanted a basketball team going. And he got a success bas- successful basketball team for two years by a year. And yeah, I yeah, think yeah. he was even successful after that as well. The year after. Possibly, I think once possibly. he left, they started bringing people in yeah. to do the coaching and it's, it just wasn't the same. No, no, no. Because there was lost interest. There wasn't There wasn't enough like enthusiasm from the players that's either, it, to be honest. It. And I think those certificates really helped as well. It was like a, like a good incentive for you to continue and take it home and compete like with your friends. I remember like, I think, I got shooter of the day, defender of the day, like obviously different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like you say, a lot of certificates that will probably still have somewhere in a folder, like yeah. gathering dust. I can't believe I've, I still have them to be fair. But yeah, look, that, that was that was some beautiful stuff, and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, some basketball listeners out there, just so you know, we love that, and we played yeah. it as kids. Exactly. But uh, yeah, um, sorry, yeah, going back to where I don't even know where what, what we were talking about the job in the basketball defenses. Yes. So, so with, with the penalty, with the penalty on on Grealish, I mean, like you said. It, the, the way that he wasn't even looking and turned around, it, you know what I mean? It, and the ball just sort of just skimmed his fingernail or mm. something. And the ref initially didn't give it, but bec- there was, when he didn't give it, there was this sort of tension in the stadium that you could feel everyone went quiet for about 30 seconds. And then all you hear is the whistle go and then him point to the bar and you think, oh shit, he's going to give it here, isn't he? He's going to give it. Yeah. Because it, obviously in real time, it just looked like it just skimmed the top where you think there's no way he's going to give this because no, the proximity exactly. and the way that, that Grealish was actually facing and the way that he landed. But then he blew that whistle, went to the bar, and we were just like, I was watching with my dad and he was like, yeah, he's giving this. He's yeah, giving if, this. If he goes to the monitor, he's usually told with that decision, usually, isn't it really? Usually I've, to give I've, it, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a manager, uh, a referee go to the monitor and be like, no, I'm happy with the decision I gave. doesn't matter how much I you wish, slow it down. I wish they did that. I wish they did that. I had the balls to turn around and be like, no, I'm happy with my decision. Because if you slow it down, everything's going to look worse. Everything's yeah, exactly. going to look worse, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, just the fact that he, he went with the VAR decision, I just think, you know, there's no balls there. That could be there's something no moving there. forward. If they're not going to bring the communication in so we can hear what the referees are saying, it's similar to a rugby match. Yeah. If the referee goes to the monitor, don't slow it down. Just watch it on watch full it in real time. Yeah, watch it in real different time. Different angles. Because that's how the match happens. Worse. Yeah, the match happens in real time. It doesn't happen in yeah. slow motion. So you've got to yeah. think of like that factor. Yeah, that's it. Exactly that. With, the, with, for example, with slow motion, I mean, yeah, you could use it once you know that it's a bad tackle and you want to judge the severity of that tackle mm. going in. Like, you know, an ankle, for example, you know, in real time. Oh, yeah, that's a foul. But then when you look closer, you think, oh, shit, that is actually that quite is actually worse. Foul. Yeah, that's a not, yeah. that, that's a nasty thing. But again, with slow motion, so that, that that's, that's one topic, by the way, that we just brought up and I'm pretty sure the experts are talking about it and I really hope really? they are because so, yeah. because because like you said you know we watched the match in full time in, in real time and just slowing anything down it, it distorts it everything well. yeah it just distorts everything to be fair um, but yeah if, deserved win what do you think Man City yeah, deserved that win yeah from what I saw I missed the first half obviously because uh, I was out caught the second half and you guys were talking like because I remember you had the comments the fruity comments that you were pointing out about Man United and I was like oh what is going on here <laughs> so obviously it was pinging car the phone was connected to the car so I like just kept getting a <laughs> notification from like Siri on the car going duh, 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 said no, no. and I was like oh what is happening oh, oh don't, don't read it out don't read it out, no, Siri. Read it out. <laughs> I was like oh now what's going on but yeah now when I saw the highlights because I came in I think I caught like just before the uh, halftime whistle got blown and then I was I, watched the uh, the commentary the analysis halftime and I saw Gundogan's goal like wow the first goal just the connect holy hell wow. holy hell how wow. do you pull that out just like that by the way and, crazy and, from Man United by the way like how have they neglected nobody was marking him what were they thinking it was Ortega with that with that long range pass to Haaland uh, to, to De Bruyne's head De Bruyne to the Gundogan like you know dropped it yeah. down and yeah, Haaland went ahead of Dini and then he yeah. dropped down to De Bruyne De Bruyne to Gundogan it happened know. so quickly that genuinely the, the Man United defence they weren't even in position yet yeah. remember the what was it the Bournemouth game against Arsenal when yeah. they just sort of just slapped us in the first 30 seconds I think that's the same thing it's he exactly applied the same, same tactics yeah. there you know because Man United probably looked to press 
and trying to do a high yeah. press when the ball went back to the keeper and he's like, now, yeah, yeah, bring your guys forward. Long ball up to the big man. Done. And all of a sudden, and what is great as well, I was watching a little clip on social media of, uh, he, I don't know his name, but he's quite popular. He commentates on all Man United games. Mark Goldridge. Was, I think it might be him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was hilarious. Very quickly, yeah. You about very the same quickly, player. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that video, I saw oh, that video. Get in. I will forever cherish that video because like, that guy lost his mind 14 seconds in. He started cursing the players out. Yeah. Um, what about and, you? Deserve win? Did you win? Oh yeah, I didn't have anything. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I genuinely thought they were going to lose after the penalty was given because I thought, oh shit, it's going to be one of those matches, is it? Where Fergie's up in the stands, the refs are like from Manchester anyway, so <laughs> they're just going to support him. And support Fergie, I, yes, I, yeah. I'll be honest, that I, I thought it was going to go that way, and that would have been such a shame. Yeah, for City to lose in that fashion, but at the same time, you, you know, you you have to blame City a little bit because they, they dropped their heads. You know, for for the remainder of the first half, parts of the second half, they dropped their heads, and you know that could have yeah, that, that could have been dangerous. Happen. When you score so early, you think, oh, it's in the bag, and then all of a sudden the other team find that little yeah. extra five percent, and now all of a sudden you're playing catch up. But I think the half time came at the right time for them because if you went on for a little bit longer I think they could have gone a one goal down so they might have been 2-1 down yeah because Man United like as, as, I don't think they were that good to be honest playing but you know they could still they still have players that could strike yeah you know, yeah that, no, that, that could, that could be dangerous as well when the Casemiro was playing well Rashford was feeding on scraps but yeah. he's tied doing well Sancho was awful <laughs> Sancho's been I'm surprised awful. he started absolutely yeah, so surprised he started I thought, he, do you know what? I think Anthony would have done a better job there. I know this sounds crazy, but when you compare Anthony to Sancho this season, yeah. uh, I'm sorry there, Jaden, but uh, I think Bundesliga is calling you back. Yeah. You should definitely go back yeah. to Bundesliga. I think they probably would have won the title Very if he was there. Yeah, maybe, you know, that's not a bad shout. So he could have won an actual yeah. league title instead of some, you know, EFL energy drink cup. cup. <laughs> it is what it is, it is what it is. But yeah, yeah deserve win. And uh, I'll be very, very surprised if on Saturday he, you know, he doesn't beat Inter. I'll be very, very surprised. I just hope he doesn't, what's it called? Um, overthink get, it. Yeah, overthink it, get carried away and start doing some tactical masterpiece in reality. Just play the way he plays, drop John yeah. Stones in the middle. Yeah push your guys forward it, Inter won't know what to do Inter will try and hit on the counter but Kanji's been pretty solid Carl Walker's been solid Edison can't hit no City team control. on the counter man. Like, no that's too, it they're too that's strong it. they're too bloody too strong. strong Real Madrid tried to do the counter and it yeah. didn't work Carl Did Walker not. kept Vinicius yeah. on lockdown so now man it's been pretty sweet pretty pretty uh, pretty, mm, pretty sweet I'll look forward to the Champions League but to be yeah, fair, nothing like football, is it? No, 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 definitely not, definitely not. It's, you know, that, again, like you said, I'm just very excited for the start of the league, and obviously, I'm, I understand that the players need a rest, and we'll give it to them. We'll give them yeah. the rest. We yes, will not, no, you rest. know, we will not pester them with messages. So we'll wait for them. At, you know, patiently wait for them for the. Uh, Preseason as well, so we can get to watch them in preseason. Well, preseason, but we've also got the excitement to see who's our team is going to sign. So obviously, at the minute, we're going for the same player again, Caicedo, of my team and your team. Of course, we are. Because uh, Todd Bowley, you know, has actually seen what professional football analysts and directors want. So he's he like, them. oh yeah, he we'll take these. Huh? The problem was he had them and he sacked them all. He did that. He wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to be all of them. He wanted to be CEO, manager, chief scout, CEO, CMO, all, all the yeah, types of yeah, shit. Chief the, marketing, all that stuff. Literally, I don't know how he's done it. But yeah, do you think he'll get Declan Rice and Kaiseido? Because they're both going to cost like 
north of 70, 80 million. It's going to be... It will cost, I was going to say three figures, but I mean three figures in, in the millions. I don't mean three figures in sterling. No, no, I mean, no, no of course, of course. Figures. No, I think um, I'd be again very surprised if we if we get both. I know definitely one of them is going to come in, but I'd be I'd be happy if both came in, obviously. But I'd be very surprised because, like you said, you know they are going to cost in the region of combined close to two hundred million, and you know it's it's. It's a, lot of money. it's a lot of money, man, for two players. And and especially when you think you've got to get some reinforcements for the right back, for the centre back. Maybe you need like another striker as well. Definitely need another striker, I think, a different profile to Jesus. So, yeah, it's... Who do you want to see in, though? Like a different striker? Who's who's out there that you could possibly get? Exactly. Who is out there? Everyone keeps putting, like, you know, Vlaovic and stuff like that. I just don't the think... The guy. I, yeah, I don't think he's the right guy for the, for the team at all. Um, maybe like a Tammy Abraham would have been decent, but... Like I Ivan, yeah, Ivan Tony would be perfect yeah, as well. But you know, again, the players that aren't available right now. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure Arteta will pull some crazy, crazy person out of the bag. Like, oh, there's a seven foot two striker who just does headers, and it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll take that guy. Skamaka's well, older brother. <laughs> but um, yeah, with Caicedo, I'm not again. I'm not surprised that Chelsea are going are trying to go in for him as well. But what do you think? Is that something? Is that something that you could do? Well, if we need him, I don't, I'm not saying money-wise. Obviously, Golo's leaving. Uh, it looks like he's going to go to PSG. Kovacic looks like he was probably on his way to City. We knew Ruben Loftus-Cheek couldn't really hold it down in that midfield position. Yeah. So Enzo needs that reinforcement. If anything, by getting Caicedo, you'd like to think it's going to free Enzo up a little bit, bit further forward. Yeah, but, uh, more attacking role. Don't really want to lose. Uh, Mason Mount, but looks like he wants to go. He wants to go for Champions League football because rumor is at the minute that he's not. It's not the money issue because Chelsea offered him two hundred and seventy-five thousand. Apparently now it's I want to play Champions League football, and I'm thinking to myself, if that is the case, you dirty mug. Because what for one season that we're not in the Champions League thanks to your performance and the and your team's performance, all of a sudden now you want to jump ship. He's jumping ship, isn't he? That's what it feels like. That's what it feels and like. And that's what I mean. Do you know what I mean? As fans, we can't do that as fans, you know, because we love the team. And don't get me wrong, he's not a Chelsea fan. He's been at the club since he was six and he supports Portsmouth. So to him, it's a business. He wants to go to a bigger bigger company or a better company with more prospect and that's fine like we get that all the time but like don't say you want to play Champions League football if anything just say I fancy a new challenge I've done all I could for the club yeah. word it differently don't say Champions League now that we missed out on no we only did not miss <laughs> rephrase we, not only did we miss out on Champions League we missed out on the top half yeah. what I'm saying is don't say now that you missed it just, I just didn't grab me well that didn't sit with me I'm really hoping it's just somebody's trying to grab a headline I'm hoping to but either way, mm. it, it doesn't. It, like you said, it doesn't. It just doesn't sound good, does it? He was at the. Uh, he was actually at the F one Spanish yeah. Grand Prix with uh, with the rest of them with Ben Chilwell, <laughs> and uh, Ben Chilwell was saying to Martin Brundle, he was saying, "Oh, he wants to move to Man United. He wants to move to Man United." <laughs> yeah, I saw that interview him, and he asked him as well. <laughs> He wants to move to Man United. Brilliant. Mason was like, I just want to enjoy today, you know, yeah, race it, etc. Yeah. Et no, I don't think to be fair, I don't think Martin Brundle would actually care that much about, about him to be. I don't to think he's a football kind of guy no, either. I don't think he is. He always takes the piss out of him. But um yeah, I think with, with Mount if 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 that's the reason that he's decided to leave, then yeah, you're right. It's a bit on the muggish side. Because you think, well, you know, this is the team that you actually did win a Champions League with, and you're telling me yeah. you can't stick one season 
to, to prove yourself because that's what the best players do. That's what the best players do. Like I said to you, Todd sacked everybody. But, you know, everyone's allowed a mistake. It's an expensive mistake because it's over half a billion mistakes that he's made. It's a lot of money. I'd like to think the the ones that hurt you the most are the ones that you learn from. So maybe, but like stick about, bro. Like if it's not a money issue, then stick about. Like stick around. Again, same players are going to be there. All your old teammates, like all your current England teammates are going to be there. And all you're doing there is just solidifying some sort of legacy that you could potentially build with with, with a Chelsea team. You're going to win trophies. It's not like a Spurs team where you're not going to win trophies. Exactly, exactly. It's a winning winning team. It's just... Yeah, pretty much everything this season before. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's just one season that that happens. And the thing is, when you look at the Chelsea record, that's something that happens to Chelsea anyway. Probably win the league anyway next year. We'll probably win it. That's what what we do. We finish tenth, and then we go have an incredible season after. So my point: someone should be reminding uh, Mason Mount of the history of of Chelsea, how they do things. Maybe listen to this. They win everything. (laughs) If you listen to this podcast, then you should come on. I'll show more interest than Martin Brundle. I'll tell you right now. But uh, um, no. it, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just rumors at the minute because it's topic and it's paper sell. But uh, for me, if that is like you say, that is muggy. Uh, but yeah, if he goes, then again, we need we need midfielders because there's going to be a big clear out. Apparently, Pochettino's come out and said like he's not going to be as accommodating as uh, Potter. Potter was trying to play everybody, trying to keep everybody sweet. But, but when the squad is that big and at the elite yeah. level, you can't. That's it. They'll be kept sweet when you start winning football, and they're like, that's oh, it. actually, that's it. I need to start doing something if I want my place back in this team. That's it, but the thing is, you you have to give them something to fight for. Well, there's that many yeah. players that and on the, on them contracts, and God knows what it actually says on the contract. No, you need to put as a manager, as a coach, as an owner, whatever it is, you need to put your foot down and just be like, "Look, I'm sorry, but you are not performing right now. This guy over here, or these two other guys, are clearly." you know leaps and bounds above you so if you want your place you're gonna to have to fight for it and again that's where you're gonna get the best out of players complacency is pretty much a silent killer when it yeah. comes to when it comes yeah. to these top level players and Havertz proves it Havertz has had no bloody uh what's it called had no competition throughout the whole season for that no for that forward no. role so he was he could just do what the hell he wanted he knew Aubameyang wasn't going to come in and take it over Obama who <laughs> my point my point exactly so it sound like troops but yeah so Obama Yang reminds me of the word boomerang and it's quite funny because that's the way he's gone really. You know, he's bounced I around. Know. Literally been awful. Oh boomerang. Love it. Boomerang um, is, there you go. That's, I don't know. He's, he's, ruined, he ruined, he's ruined his legacy as a as a top quality player because he, he was getting invited to all these Nike adverts as he was like one of these amazing strikers and he kept saying I'll only go to Real Madrid and so on and so forth. And he had a decent spell at Arsenal but he's just his attitude is awful. It, 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 that's what it was. Where the money's gone to his head, yeah, and all of a sudden that money and fame now he feels untouchable. He's like, Oh, I'm the best, but in reality, there's always somebody else with more money than Can you. Can we just i.e., the club president? What did he What did he actually win though, like re- realistically throughout his career? What he won, like one of the was it polka dot cups in Germany? What they're called, the polka dots, what they're called, whatever it is, the Dutch polka, <laughs> isn't that a dance? I'm, th- I'm sure that's a dance, right? Deutsch polka, whatever, polka, polka, all that stuff. And with Arsenal, he won the FA Cup. So, like, okay, fair enough, you won an FA Cup, but psh, it's Arsenal. Like, we win FA Cups all the time. It's what we do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it's it, again, I'm, I'm trying to say there's nothing special. He hasn't achieved anything more than that. You know, CLs, I think, was he in that team, in that Dortmund team when they went to the final against Bayern? I think he I'm was. Sure. Wasn't he? I'm, sure. I don't know if he joined the year after. I'm not too sure on that one. But again, I think, no, I think he was playing for those. But he didn't win. 
He didn't win. No. There's, there's yeah. nothing there apart from a couple of like you know sort of. I, I don't want to say Mickey Mouse cups by the way because the FA Cup is far from know, that. Yeah, but I'm just trying to make a point. I'm trying to make a point here. Okay, I'm trying to yeah. emphasize extra hard on this point. Yeah, apart from the FA Cup, he's not really won anything worth shouting no. about and bragging about to, for you to be classed as a world class striker. Where's the thirty goals? Where's the thirty goals a season? Harry Kane's doing that in in a shit Spurs team. Yeah. He's doing that right now. And we, again, look, you can't hate on Harry Kane. I just hate the fact that he's still there and he's still insisting on being at that shit team. We just feel sorry for him at the minute now, isn't it? It's becoming to the point where we think, bro, just leave. Just, you got to, man. Just I'll take leave. you somewhere. I'll come in my Ford Fusion. I'll pick you up, bro. You don't even need to call anyone with any limos and stuff. Fusion trip. Exactly. Exactly. Fuse it together with a better team. <laughs> gotcha. Um, you win. 40, 40% of Tottenham's goals by the way, this season, have come from Harry Kane. Wow. The highest wow. in the league. The highest so in the league. Leaves, by the way, where will Spurs finish? If they played if like leaves. this season and, and Harry Kane wasn't there, so take away 30 goals. Have a look at the table. If you get a chance, right, there's 30 goals, minus yeah, 30 bro. goals from Harry Kane in the league, and then tell me where, where Spurs would be, for example. It'll be insane. It'll be insane. It's like, just, they'll definitely they'll be within the half. 16th, 15th, 16th. Yeah. I think so. I think so. But look, yeah. So with with Harry Kane, it's it's one of those things. But with uh, with, with Chelsea and Mason Mount, like you said, if that was the reason, then yeah, just a bit a bit shitty. Considering yeah, you have to give you have to give this team that's given you everything, and they are willing to give you more. You have to give them a bit more time, at, at least one more season. If next season you finish tenth again or eleventh, then yeah, fair enough. You've got every yeah, right to move. But like, you know what? I think that that's what he's. Ho- I think that's what he thinks as well. He probably thinks. He's not believing in what they're trying to do, and yeah. I can understand why because it's hard to see where, what direction we go in, what's our style of play, what's our recruitment policy. Well, we know what Arsenal want and go for go for them well, in terms yeah. of recruitment. But, yeah, so maybe he's thinking, you know what? Let me jump ship now because if I sign a five year contract, then I'm stuck here for five years because nobody's going to want to come and pay the eighty five million. Whereas this way, he's got a bit more of a, he can dictate a little bit more. I want to go to Man United. I want to go one year left. You'll lose me next year for nothing. You might as well sell me yeah. now. Get something, and that's what Chelsea need. They need to get something for him because whatever it's a bit more we leverage, get, really, isn't he? It's that, but it's also whatever we get for him is a hundred percent profit because he's an academy player. Yeah, and. We definitely need some profits in the team. So that's why they're looking to sell uh, Trevor Chalobah to Inter. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is probably going to may go to uh, AC Milan. Uh, who is it? Conor Gallagher, possibly Newcastle. Mason Mount, Man United. So all of a sudden, if we sell those players, that's over 100, that's over 100 million because Mason, there's rumours that Mason's going to go for 75 million, which I think is like, fucking hell. Nah, like, that's... Listen, I mm, yeah, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, well, they're trying to give us Man United are trying to. <laughs> I'm going to say sweeten the deal, but there is no sweetness in there. It's just bitter. Give bitter. Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire plus thirty million. Wow, that is not acceptable. Like, I'd rather lose Mason Mount on a free, to be honest with you. Yeah. So no, no. Mason Mount. I know you listen to this uh, podcast. Please make the right decision for your own career. Don't go to... But you guys want him as well, though, isn't there? Is there rumours that Arsenal may want there him was as well? There was some interest, but I don't think anything to it, to be nothing honest. Concrete, no, nothing yeah. nothing concrete. But then again, you know, I tell them may come out next week be like, oh, by the way, we bought Mason Mount. Just yeah. randomly. All right, cool. Like you got Jorginho. Nobody wanted Jorginho. And then all of a sudden, he's like, he's gone to Arsenal. Yeah, there you go. Now, um... Yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's not much really happening right now in terms of in terms of football. Which, like I said, you know, players are on a break. There's not many decisions ready to be made from them in terms of you know transferring to different teams. 
So the, the, I know we will cover more of that yeah, um, on on the pod because you know as as the news comes through, we'll we'll round it up as we've done as we've done now. But look, Rick. And by the way, before we move on to F1, do we have do you have anything else that you want to add on the football? I just want to say how Brighton have been a fucking mugs. Offered for Levi Col, uh, what's his surname? Colwell, I think his name surname is a Chelsea player. They offered thirty million, right? But yet they want to sell us flipping Cucurella. Well, they sold us not one to Cucurella for sixty million, and flipping Caicedo for like something ridiculous of like eighty-five million, eighty million. But for a young coming centre back who was there with them, they offered Chelsea thirty million. They're like, oh yeah, we'll buy him off you for thirty million. He had a fantastic season with them. Like, now hold on a minute. If you're going to buy him, you're going to buy him for seventy million. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, just, it's just like like they just want to sell their players for like overinflated prices, yet buy them on the cheap. Like, what do you think this is? Like, go abroad, get the fags, and can bring them back in the UK so they can sell them at a fag house. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think you kidnapped Chelsea Clinton. Oh, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's, 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 literally, <laughs> that's literally it. By the way, um, I, I think man, like, if anybody falls for it, they need to rinse them out because they've got money and they will make money. Brighton, and they will, but there will come a point as well where other teams, big teams, will just be like, you know what? Fair enough. You don't want to sell him to us you keep him and sometimes it's difficult to offload those players in, in Europe you know what I mean like no one's going to afford a Caicedo 85 million to go yeah, to their team they, in, in Europe Caicedo won't cost you 85 million no I'm, if, I'm just I'm just saying for example yeah. like you can't offload Caicedo so it's like well we've offered you 80 million for example but you don't you want to sell him for 90 but then you're trying to sell him off in Europe but they're never going to offer you anything anything close to that no, so no, do you know what I mean so it's going to come point with Brighton somebody coming into Brighton and saying like oh here's 50 million 60 million for Caicedo that, no, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's it, obviously they're trying it, but big teams they're going to come to realize, be like, all right, you know what? There's no point pushing this or like you know, sort of jumping the gun and going, oh yeah, we'll sign it for 110 million, where you know next year they're going to lower that price to about 70 because they're going to realize yeah. where yeah. we still can make some money here. We're not going to make 110, but we can still make a cool 70 mil on these players. And let's face it, Caicedo. I mean, he's a t- he's the player that a few months ago was only on five grand, six grand a week or something like yeah. that. Again, I say only in comparison no, to no, the no, others. Let's just be clear. Let's just be clear. So all of a sudden, a player who's earning five to six grand or let's say 16 grand or 15 grand, whatever it was, to be worth 85 million a season later. It's like, yeah, you were good this season, but were you... Do you know what I mean? Are you eighty-five million? Good, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, or sixty plus? Maybe it was worth twenty million back then. You know, because he was still young. Is he worth the extra sixty, seventy million on top of that initial fee? I, I just, I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Overhype. Same. Same was. Yeah. Same with Declan Rice. Was he? Was he really that good? Or was he really yeah, good right. in a shit West He's Ham good, team? Not hundred. Yeah, that's it. Shit in a West Ham team. So maybe like that the whole diamond in the rough. You could argue, but still, like a hundred million for a Declan Rice. Yeah, and, it's, and it's that same comparison that we talked about Jude Bellingham as well where one of our dear friends on not. the group chat we saw those stats and we're like wait what is that what? it nah nah is that it like, 31 games 6 goals 5 assists or oh, 5 goals 6 assists whatever it was right I'm sorry but for a player who is touted to be 120 million to go to Real Madrid to one of the best historical teams to have those stats on a full season um, no, he'll get found out. He'll get found out. Like many players have gone to Madrid and they've just gone look. Actually, like I said, yeah, you're nothing. You're nothing really. So we're going to start booing you now because Madrid fans are going to be ruthless. Of course, they're going to be ruthless. They expect Dude, the best. Benzema, Benzema was there with BBC Benzema, Bale, and Cristiano. Benzema was the worst player out of that group, so he got booed majority of the time. Yeah, yeah. 
He did, but then they realized, oh wait, actually he's our real hero. He's the hero fan. that we that we don't need but we deserve or something, isn't it? What was he's that? Left as well. Yeah, he's they left. yeah. So it's That's so right. with 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 Bellingham, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up by the way, because that was just you know, I couldn't stop looking at those stats and thinking, This can't be real, but it is real and mate, Jude, if you come to the Premier League with those stats, you are nothing yeah. but mediocre. You are nothing but mediocre. Do you know what I, I mean? And I don't know. When I think of, I try to compare these guys, Caicedo, Jude Bellingham. I think he's more of a CDM type of player. Declan Rice CDM as well. But I think what Angolo Kante offered Chelsea and Leicester both seasons when he won the league back to back and continued to offer Chelsea in that Champions League run and then in the all the runs. To be fair, every time he's played Angolo Kante, you're like, yeah, actually, he's played really well there. Don't get me wrong, he's not going to win the ball you a hundred times. He's been injured so many times, he's not on full fitness at all, st- still. But you just think to yourself, is Caicedo and Golo Kante prime? Because when you're thinking 80 million, you need him to be prime in Golo Kante or Makaleli. When you're thinking 120 million, 100 million, you need him to be at the very best you of the players. You need him to be like a Zidane reincarnate at that yeah. point. You know what it's I mean? Like you need to be a, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and for me, I just don't think they are. So I just go back to, is the media just trying to change the narrative and kind of force it on us now, how amazing these players are? If they're here in 80 million for Caicedo, I know he's not English or British. It's just to do with, okay, this might sell. Caicedo, 80 million. Arsenal want him, 80 million. Chelsea want him. Man United want him. PSG want him. And that starts selling the news outlets. So even the pundits then start going, well, yeah, you know, he's a bright boy. He's a young boy and he can, young boy, and he can do this and he's young. That's some Alan Shearer right there. That's what that is. You were trying to imitate Alan Shearer there, weren't you? I saw it. I heard it. I heard it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, he's a young boy, but like, Christ, there's other young men about. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, but, yeah, it's, it's. And we've talked about English players, haven't we? Declan Rice, Jude yeah. Bellingham, overinflation. Yeah, no, with, with Jude Bellingham again, I just, I, I, I still can't get over it. And I kind of hope that it's going to get better for him when if he joins another big team. But again, to go from Dortmund to Real Madrid in in that swoop without like a sort of middle team in the Premier League, if you will. I'm not talking like a middle, yeah, mid-table yeah. team. I'm talking like a stepping stone, if you will. Yeah. Then I just, like in Liverpool, I've, I, as, as good as Liverpool have been in the last three, four years, there still would be a stepping stone to Real Madrid. Of course, as in, like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, one's, no one dreams of going to Liverpool, like, let's just be honest. To Real Madrid. Unless you're going to City, current City team, you'd like, you're like, yeah, you're up there. But historically, Real even Madrid with City, is, Even with City, how long is that shine going to last once Pep Guardiola leaves? When Pep leaves, like just same way the Man United shine lasted, when uh, Fergie left, the very yeah. next season, they'll go straight mediocre. It's and I, I look forward to that day. <laughs> I genuinely look the forward to that because I'm sick of it. Company's going to be that guy. Like they're probably going to try and get company afterwards. I think so as well. I think so. Yeah, yeah similar to what Arteta is doing with Arsenal, kind of that attacking attractive football. It'll be a similar thing for company as well. I, but if company does well this season, and I'm not talking like Europe. I mean, to be fair, anything can happen. Anything could happen though. You could go Conference League just randomly. Yeah. Random as hell, going that run. I think it's going to be that tight next year. I'm oh, sorry, this easy next year for the Fulhams, the Brightons, and so on. Like Brighton have been doing well consistently, 11, 10, 8, yeah. 9. But like this year is because Spurs were so poor, Chelsea Very were poor, awful. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chelsea were started off decent, were like third, and then all of a sudden we just dropped once Todd Bowley decided to apply his own methods to it. Like we just went down down and down and down and like I said to you before if we didn't have those 11 points from Thomas Tuchel we would have been relegated like 11 points and you look at the tally now I think yeah. we're like 42 43 
That is relegation Scraped point. It. That's scraping it. But, and again, uh, Thomas Tuchel was the guy that kept the team up, which is... You know. Thomas Tuchel was a guy that wanted Aubameyang. And we're like, everybody said, why? And said, okay, listen, we trust in you, mate. You've done well. We've got no reason to doubt you. You've won some trophies. Obviously, you won the Champions League. You won the Club World Cup and so on. But then he got sacked. Aubameyang turned up to training expecting TT to be there. Yeah. Like, my guy's somewhere else. And you're like, oh. Instead of TT, no. you got GP. <laughs> so, <laughs> and not the good kind either. My guy is on it tonight. I'm on it tonight. Oh, I'm on fire tonight. Um, I I need, you need to put a bell. <laughs> speaking of fire, though, speaking of fire, um, definitely would like to fire some of the Ferrari mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> eh? No, um, no, no. In terms of football, I personally don't have anything else to add oh, until yeah. until we get some obviously some more some more news coming out. But I do want to say this last thing though. Um, I was listening to an Arsenal podcast and there's a guy called Clive Palmer, and personally, I think he's one of the best people that I can listen to when it comes to breaking down and analyzing a, a, a game, especially an Arsenal game. Like he knows exactly what he's talking about, and he does it in this in the most calmest voice. Like, you know, when, when you ask a teacher, like, oh, can you explain this to me? They're like, all right, I'll tell you what, uh, come here, let, let me explain to you this, how it happens. And then they break it down in front of you and you think, yeah. damn, that is brilliant. How, now I get wow, it, yeah. yeah. And this is, this guy, it just makes sense. And he was asked the question about the referees going back to the Grealish moment. Um, yeah, sorry, not, not the Grealish moment, the, the Roma moment when Anthony Taylor was getting abused. And he was like, one thing to remember is without these referees, we wouldn't have the game that we like to watch. Yeah. And full stop. I was just like, wow, that is the simplest thing anyone could say, but it makes so much sense. And he's right. Yeah. If we don't have the yeah. referees, the game cannot go on. Or at least the game that we know and love now, you know, it's, it'll just be anarchy and chaos. Yeah. So I, I just, I really love that quote. And yeah, I just wanted to give that a, a shout out, obviously, because I know Clive and everyone else listens from the Arsenal community. You know, we're important out there. We're important out there. So we're the best analyzers of the game. But you know, you think Clive, everybody's got their heroes. It's fine. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah, Of course. I mean, that's where I'm. I'm learning from the best. Yes. But uh, yeah, we'll touch on F1 before we before we bring this podcast to an end because what what I heard and I don't know, but they start. Why would they start on hard tires and then pit him before the people on the soft tires? And this is the clerk and the whole strategy, right? What was going on? He started off from, he had, honestly, he had a terrible weekend. All weekend. Terrible, terrible weekend. He had new parts on the car. Um, he had the new gearbox put in. That's why he started from the pit lane, by the way. And and you think, okay, fair enough. You started from the pit lane, so you're going to be last, obviously. You start him on the hard tires because you want to extend his stint, right? That's what you think. Any yeah. normal person watching F1, casual watchers, whatever, you think, hard tires, he's last. Okay, we want him to gain as many positions as possible from the people in front who are starting mostly on mediums, right? Yeah. So you extend the stint. Again, that's the goal. You think, all right, Ferrari, I see what you're saying. All right, let him cook. You know what I mean? Let him cook. Yeah, yeah. Throw him in the frying pan real quick. Like, sizzle, make him sizzle. And then 17 laps in, they decide to pit. Leclerc and Science, and I'm thinking, wait, first of all, how are you pitting both of your drivers when they're both on two different tires? Once you know, Carlos Sainz was on mediums because he was chasing the pack. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So how are you changing both tires, both drivers at the same time within a lap of each other? Like, how are you doing this? It, it that strategy just made no sense. Even even Crofty, like you know, the commentator was like. What is why would Ferrari do this? 
because there was yeah. no there was no danger of rain. There was nothing else going on. The drivers in front again they don't have the pace or at least the perceived pace that the Ferrari has. So why would you bring him in? Can you just explain it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either. Because you would like to think, okay, he's probably trying to bring him in to get the faster tires because he's getting some pace or get it going. So the softer tires or the mediums. But like you say, if you change both drivers' tires, why would you do that? Like, what is the strategy behind that? Because you can understand if they're both on hards, lads, we made a mistake, let's rectify yeah. it early. Or if they're both on super softs or softs, whatever, okay, we've gone 17 laps is enough now, let's get some hard tires or something. But they're on different tires. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me at all, to be honest with you. But like you said, Ferrari have been awful all season, and I feel like awful. something. Ferrari this season have been like Chelsea. Started off pretty decent at the yeah. start. And you think to yourself, actually, oh, okay, we've got some investment. We're going to do something. And then all of a sudden, yeah, okay, let's try again next week or next next calendar. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's the end of the season and you've just been fight fuck. Yeah. Well, that, what is it? I think they're fourth in the championship, aren't yeah, they? There's yeah, Mercedes are taking Mercedes. over. And Alpine are and very then, close to taking over as well. Is Alpine close to taking over close, as well? Very close. Very close. Aston Martins are up there, aren't they? Aston Martins are up there as well, yeah. So it's I think it's Red Bull, Aston Martin, Mercedes, and then Ferrari. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the actual oh, the working order. Around, I, think be, I think Aston Martin just got pipped by... The I'm yeah, I think so. By them finishing, of the course, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Because Alonso didn't do so well in the Spanish GP. But I mean, going back to Ferrari with the with the tires again, like you, st- you just let him build up some sort of you know some sort of distance between the drivers, and again they brought him in to put him onto softs. And you're thinking, right, you put him on softs on the 18th lap and there's what, there was another 30 plus laps to go. The softs are never going to last that long. So why you put, just put him on the mediums if you're going to change tires that quickly, which again, shouldn't have. But if you're going to change tires that quickly, then you put him on a medium because at least they can extend the mediums as much as possible for 30 laps. But the problem that Ferrari are having and from what I've, from what I'm listening and what I'm hearing out there in the F1 world is that they, they're having trouble with the actual downforce of the car on the tires they just can't get the right temperatures they can't get that perfect sweet spot that the Mm. red bulls and the mercedes are having with their tires you know it it's too peaky apparently so the tires they peak quite early and then that's it but obviously you know in an f1 race you can't have that so there's something wrong either really yeah either the suspension is something wrong or the downforce or like you know the, the tunnels underneath the car that are sort of creating the drag just something is happening that is, you know, causing this problem with Ferrari, and it's just just a disappointment. Like I, I don't even know how to vent anymore because I think my like my family's getting sick of me just venting about Ferrari, just walking around the house going, ah, the fucking shit, because it just they really frustrate me. It, ah, ah, that's just stop making noises. That's the yeah, only thing I've that just, ah. So it's it yeah it with with them. I I don't know. I've I'd, first of all. I just don't think Leclerc is or should be as highly rated driver as he is. I just don't think, I don't think so. Um, Because he hasn't proven himself. He's been a Ferrari for five years and he has not proven himself with anything. Like he's done nothing there. Few pole laps, fair enough. Nice one, one, uh, one lap pace. Great. Okay. But, but that's, you know, it's, we're talking about a full 55 lap race now. So (laughs) how do you (laughs) translate that one lap to 55 laps? You know? Would that be his fault if he gets called to box box? Or would you like to see a bit more of Lewis in him in the sense of making his own decisions, when to box or when to kind of like def- go against orders? At the end of the day, the 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 mechanics, the technicians, like, 
sorry, I was gonna say the technicians they rely on data. You know what I mean? And this guy is out there driving the car, so he should know, like at very least, what's going on with it. Not ask them, oh, what do we do? What do we do? There's too many of what do we do's rather than right, I'm going yeah. to do. You know, like yeah, science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Science last year, he didn't have his best season with Ferrari. He had a decent one, but he made his decisions. He was like, nah, I'm not coming in for them tires. Let me out. Unfortunately, in that race in Austria, his car caught fire, which is, you know, definitely <laughs> Ferrari's fault. Yeah, that's Ferrari's fault. But he made the decision to to carry on and he almost had that race. He should have had that race. It is what it is. But, you know, you have to be more assertive. You have to be a championship driver. Like, no one's telling Max Verstappen, you're, you're, pitting for, you're boxing for these tires, mate. No one's telling him that. He's like, yeah. yo, I'm going to come in when I'm good and ready. I've got a, few, a bit more life in these tires. I'll extend it. And that's what he did. And that's what he's done constantly in the last three races. It's getting boring now, to be fair. Like, it's, watching, it's, it is. watching him all the time. Like, the sport's losing this. This is, this is why I was interested in it. Like, yeah, but Formula One as an industry need to do something to bring some other drivers back into it. Like, that's why I was excited when I saw Hamilton and Russell gain quite high up. Because yeah. I wanted to see. Because I think if anybody's going to catch them up, it's probably going to not catch, catch up is the wrong word, but put a bit of a fight in the battles in Canada and the remaining calendar is uh, possibly Lewis Hamilton and Russell in their cars. Yeah. Especially with the new side that. pods and everything that's, like that. Yeah. yeah. That's all the media is talking about. Oh, you're going to let the drivers race when they interviewed her. What's his name? Um, Christian. Is it Christian? Christian, what's his Horner. Name? Christian? Christian Horner. Yeah. They interviewed him and he's like, Oh, maybe now that, uh, Checo knows that he can't catch Max maybe that will take the pressure off him and you know he can just go and enjoy his racing and that's thought to himself Oof. you were never going to allow him to catch Oof. Max like it's a, that's you know well, that's a political answer he, like he tried he tried the last two races and then they were like oh wait a second yeah wait no 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 you this cannot yeah. happen this yeah. cannot happen we can't let Checo do this but fair, which you know it, it's it's Red Bull and that's what they always that's what they've always done yeah, Christian Horner just always comes out and just talks shit about this this situation, first driver, second driver. Oh no no no, we don't have it yet. Yeah, but you clearly do, all right? Because all of a sudden, you know, coincidentally, and I do the quotation marks by the way, as you can see, coincidentally, Perez's car hasn't been performing in the last two races after yeah. Perez won. Hmm, I wonder what's happened there. Then see, I don't know. I genuinely don't know, right? And I don't want to fall into conspiracies or anything like that. But I don't know how the Red Bull is so fast. I just, I, I don't get it to gain 30 kilometers an hour even with drs open like you know what i mean it's it, it that is insane it's insane that is a whole different engine in there that's a whole different electrical engine in there or something something's it's, happening there now You're i don't, right. I don't know going something's on. going on something's going on i don't know what it is maybe they're doing some daft shit like uh, braun did back in the back in the days of the double diffuser i don't know because again they don't let us see the underneath of the cars i don't know what's happening underneath yeah. that yeah. so yeah it's 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 becoming a problem and this is like i said this is why i fell out of love with the sport way back in when lewis was winning like his fourth title i was like meh whatever yeah it is what it I is i think for me though it's different because i'm always like i want the underdog to win it and then when the underdog becomes the top dog i'm like meh next because so metal was next. winning four years four championships on the yeah, yeah yeah excuse me on the bounce i was like oh come on i want lewis to win i want lewis i want lewis and then lewis started winning and i was like oh Okay. And now and I want Max. Somebody else. Max you got Rosberg, and everyone was like, oh, brilliant. Is this. It? Oh, wait, he retired. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Lewis is going to win again then. I wanted to touch on that. Glad you brought it up. Like, he was going to be quite harsh on the way that he was critiquing Checo's performance as well. I was like, oh, Checo didn't have a very good. When he was interviewing Christian Horner along with the other presenters. And Christian was like, no, now that you've gave up your seat, you're out here critiquing the. Oh. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, you know what, bro? Like, relax. 
You, you're chickened out. You won one championship That's and you thought, you know so. what, I'm leaving straight away. I think so. I've won, I'm leaving now. I'm going to go do YouTube and put the tree and so I'm like, no, man, you should have stayed. Like, you were a young lad. You can still race. Lewis Hamilton is still doing it. But I think he chickened out like he was like, I think you know he did. what? I think he did. He, put, he, potentially, that, he potentially could have gone to win up another another uh, championship a year after. Gone, yeah, well, he could have gone somewhere else if he didn't feel the love at Mercedes. Exactly. If he felt like exactly. a second child, then go somewhere else. Rosberg Vettel in the, in the Ferrari. I think that would have been cool as hell. To be honest, or Rosberg Raikkonen, or whatever it was at the time. Um, yeah. So it's so yeah. No, no, you're right. I'm I'm not a big fan of Nico Rosberg. I never have been. Um, just the fact that he quit the sport the way he did. Yeah. He, yeah. Again, he'll give he'll give whatever reasons. Like, oh no, I achieved everything I wanted to do. Okay, all right then. So everyone just wants to win one over again. Okay, it makes no sense. They go tell Michael Jordan like, yo, you won one tight championship. Don't you go win another ring. five, don't please. Another one, yeah. No, no, no. You don't need to do that, mate. But uh, no, yeah. So. Interestingly, on Hamilton and Russell, obviously they had that little uh, little yeah, coming what together. And and what happened there? So, science was in front, and basically Russell saw it like he didn't see Hamilton sneaking up, so he moved real quick. And obviously, you know, luckily nothing crazy happened, but it was definitely Russell's fault. And he came out and he said, "Look, I didn't see him at that time, and because the Ferrari moved late, that's why he reacted." And then obviously Lewis was trying to take him from the inside. Yeah. And you know, Russell's just sort of moved over, but it's, again, this ends up accountability and said, you know, all of God, me. They were both they were both like, you know, decent at the end uh, at the end of qualifying. They were like, Yeah, it happened. You know, luckily we walked away from it, nothing crazy. So so it was good to see. It was good yeah. to see. I mean, for for the rest of the field, you know, Ocon doing well, the Gaslies are doing well, Tsunoda, you know, he was going to do well, but he got the five second penalty. Um yeah, still so ahead of the Vries though. To be fair for that one, I don't know. That penalty did not look like at any point. It looked to me. It looked like he, he left enough room. Sonoda, yeah. Yuki. It looked like he created left enough room there. I understand the pace of the car and the speed of the car, but listen, look if you're going to go around is, the outside, you. We've said this before, and you look at loads of room. We've said this before with the Hamilton uh, yeah, Verstappen yeah. Uh, situation, and the thing is, when you look at Yuki's tires, they're pointed right. Sort of away yeah. from the other car, so he's he's yeah. already hit the apex. He's coming right. That's it. That's it. The, so it's. I'm sorry, but no, you shouldn't be given. You shouldn't be no, given that as a penalty. He's straight in his steering wheel. Like the moment he hit the chicane, his tires stayed pointed in the direction the, of the, the car exit was a natural. Yeah, the car was a natural yeah. movement off the exit. You can't really help that. And th- at, at the exit, that's when you shouldn't be going around the outside yeah. because that is dangerous. So yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't think Yuki. I think it was a bit unfair on Yuki to be honest. But again, still ahead of uh, De Vries, I believe. <laughs> The prick. Even with the penalty? Yeah, so I think the Reese's uh, time is going to be coming up. I'm, I'm glad he I'll be honest with you. Since and that interview, he has ruined... Yeah. yeah. Well, we spoke about this before, hasn't he? Like, since the interview came out, he's just ruined it. Oh, we, we hated him from the beginning, didn't we? Like, yeah. We're like, nah, bro. I think like, you can think that and you can believe that, but just articulating a different way so don't that articulate it just keep that to yourself like, until you prove it on the on the you know what we are with teammates and when we're racing everybody's out there for themselves you yeah. sit there on your own do you know what i mean i wish him best but i'm, I'm going to go out there and do give my absolute best because yeah. i love being a formula one driver and this is my first season etc this is a dream whatever you know what i mean yeah and to come out there and say like I'm not here to make friends like not here to make friends and, and oh we all know that Yuki uh, yeah, he's, you're trying he to do this or something did he yeah like Ooh, come on you pedantic asshole but, and now look uh, at him now yeah I think I think you now. I think after the summer break they'll probably or just before probably they'll put Danny Rick in that car because obviously he's so? a red he's a Red Bull reserve driver and he saw Alfatari yeah um, so I think 
I think they'll put him in there and probably the best decision that AlphaTauri would make, to be honest, because they know Danny Rick will fight. He knows he won't have the car and he knows he's not going to fight for first or top three, but he, you know, he can put up a good fight against Yuki, to be honest. And I would yeah. love to see Danny Rick back in, in the seat. So will I. So, so will I. The sports missing, Ricardo. Yeah, I, I, I would love to see that. But like I said, the you know, rest of the field, you know, the McLarens, unfortunately for Norris, he had a bit of a, a bit of a bump. He had to change his wing after the first lap, mm, which was, so, I think, who yeah. was it who ran over him? Was it was it Hamilton? I think it was Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton hit him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, obviously, wing got smashed. I think it was the end plate, and that was all she wrote for Norris's race for the rest of the you know, for the rest of the day. in the very next lap oh, like at the end that's at it, the end yeah. of that yeah. lap you had to yeah it dropped down to like 19th and yeah that was pretty much all she wrote and uh yeah for the rest of them yeah they're doing all right it, it's been it's been good like you know apart from the you know Verstappen winning everything else underneath yeah. has been quite good to watch nice battles going on and you know Ocon trying to kill Alonso yet again. So <laughs> it's I just you know to defend to defend that late to def- to move your car that late on the straight. It's yeah it, it, that is just pure pure lethal. That is fatality written all over it. Because if if Alonso was a second quicker or like half a second quicker was alongside him, bang, he would have gone straight over that wall, straight over that wall. So yeah, I don't want to see that shit. Definitely don't want to see that shit. I'm I'm, I'm all for exciting races. But I want the drivers to survive. All right, so no, yeah. <laughs> let's just keep that clear. But yeah, I mean, do you, do you want want to add anything no, else to the F one? Well, I just didn't like Christian uh, Horner's comment about Russell got away with a corner cut. Apparently, like I was just reading here as well, like on the first lap. But he couldn't. Insurance Sergio Perez missed out on third, and I'm thinking like, what's the he thing is, he about? couldn't rejoin though. He couldn't rejoin. And Perez, let's not forget, Perez has got a Red Bull car, which is a lot faster than the Mercedes. He uh, Perez started. Where did Paris start? Was it behind, it's wasn't it? In front of Russell, one in, or the other. Yeah, in front of Russell, and Russell came back and actually took third. So, you know, it's... It, you can't blame... You can't blame... You know, and plus the thing is, the whole incident with Russell, he had to go around the outside. He couldn't... There was no safe rejoin, so he just went around the outside and he carried on. But there was no real advantage gained, so I don't know why... Yeah, again, it's Christian Horner, and it. it's Christian Actually, Horner. I was going to say, is it him? Like, who just it's just Christian Horner, him? yeah. He always, he's always no, chatting I'm about Solara. But yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We will obviously be back maybe throughout the week over the weekend with brand new episodes. And if you want to hear more from us, then please find us on any sportscast at any sportscast little on Twitter and Instagram. I'll get there in the end. And you can How find, you spelling? Uh, <laughs> little, uh, that's actually with the E L. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening, Rick. Take care. Stay safe. Yeah. Stay alert. Bye-bye.